Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. I am excited because I'm going to do, I guess, my second solo episode because I guess technically my very first episode was a solo and I think my plan is to, I don't know, maybe once a month or so or every five episodes have a solo episode where I'm just kind of sharing some of my experiences, um, some of the things I'm learning, all that good stuff. And today... I want to actually talk about how starting, the different ways starting my business has completely transformed me. And I was going to try to keep it to a list of five, uh, but it kind of ended up getting a bit bigger than that. And um, I have a list of six things that I can specifically speak to with regards to how starting my business has been just a completely transformative adventure for me. And um, I would love to share this with you because I really do hope that this will encourage you to, um, I don't know, take action, make it happen for yourself. Uh, It's just for me, this is uh, this is the single greatest thing I've ever done for myself. I used to say roller derby was the greatest thing I ever did for myself. I used to say that Dave my partner was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And as a human being and a person who I got, I I met and is now part of my life, he is in fact that. But outside of that, starting my business has, has already surpassed playing roller derby, which was great in its day. But this, this has been transformative on so many levels that I can't even begin to comprehend. So here's, here's, I'm going to try to go through this and I'm hoping I don't get emotional while I talk about these things because, um, there are certain trigger topics that do get me emotional for some reason, which if I'm being honest, uh, is probably something I need to dig into and understand a little bit more why it triggers me. Um, and one of those topics is confidence it's a real, it's a real trigger, trigger topic. Um, brief history about, well, first of all, it's the number one thing that my business has helped me with and has transformed me uh, is in my confidence. And while I still have a, a really long way to go, it has helped me overcome so many confidence issues that I've had my entire life. And so It's an interesting topic for me because some people probably can know, like people who are close to me understand my confidence issues and because I've probably been fairly forthcoming about it. But interestingly, there's a lot of people who that do know me that have met me who assume, and I have actually had these in-depth conversations with people back in the corporate world who I had really kind of intense conversations with for whatever reason. And I remember talking, um, I remember talking to a former uh, colleague of mine about confidence and he was just telling me and sharing me uh, some of his confidence issues. And I remember being really shocked about the things he was saying. And I told him that I shared everything he was saying and that I totally felt the same way. 
And that confidence has been a constant struggle my entire life. And he was completely shocked about that. And that's something that I find very interesting. So I think people assume that people who are loud or, I don't know, I I don't know, people who are loud or even may talk a lot are confident. Um, but what's interesting to me is even though somehow, some way people thought I was, I believe that I've always been super confident, like not just confident, but it seems like some, a lot of people actually believe that I'm extremely confident. And that to me is funny because it's so not been my experience. And, um, it's just very interesting to me to think about what people are outwardly. It's, I think this is something that we should all really consider what people are outwardly projecting versus the whatever constant um, conversation and inner chatter that's happening inside your head are two very different things. And um, for me, though, confidence has always been an issue. And, you know, w- when I think back to elementary school and just kind of I remember having thoughts like, I wish I was more this way um, because I did feel that I wasn't like a typical girl where, you know, I would look at certain girls in my class and wish I was more like them. And I sometimes would even find myself trying to change myself to be more like them. And I really do wish that I had been able to tell myself or I I wish I had somebody actually to be honest because confidence I've learned through some therapy and whatnot um that is really starts with your parents and how they interact with you and it's more I can say for sure that it's more than just a parent telling you like you can be whatever you want because my parents definitely always told me that Um, but there's, there's a certain something lacking in early childhood with your parents, I believe, and what I've been told, and I am definitely not an expert that, that really can mess with your confidence. And that I know is, is my, my, uh, where my issue stems. And now of course we have to put our big girl panties on and, and kind of take control of that and figure out how to make it better. But Anyway, um, I really do wish that I had somebody early on telling me that, you know, I was awesome as I was and I wish I had embraced it more, who I was, my weird, wacky, um, maybe tomboyish personality. Um, But what happened for me was, you know, confidence was always a problem. I always thought, you know, I'm not good at what I do, like as a graphic designer, which is where I'm um, formally trained, then moving into the marketing role, really, truly feeling like an imposter. And I fully acknowledge that that's a common feeling. Uh, I do feel like for me, it did go um, a little deeper than that. And it turned into some pretty bad anxiety in many moments. And the belief that, you know, there's no way I can get another job like this where I'm getting paid this much money. And um, when I started to climb up the corporate ladder, so, you know, in my last position, I was director of marketing. And let me tell you, being surrounded in upper management meetings with the CEO, the, uh, you know, CFO, uh, VP of operations and feeling like I'm supposed to like trying to believe that I'm supposed to belong there and not feeling like a complete and utter idiot just kind of escalated this confidence issue to a whole other level. 
where I just felt like I was not smart enough to be there. I was not this to be there. And it just, it really turned into a pretty bad um, anxiety issue for a little while until basically I lost my job. And so that's kind of the long and short of confidence issues. And for whatever reason, it's a, I don't know, it's a very passionate topic for me. Um, I would, I'm hoping if anybody knows of organizations that I, you know, people can get involved in to help younger women or younger girls, um, you know, building them up, I, I would love to be a part of something like that. I've been meaning to look into that and that's something that I do want to be able to do. But since starting my business, I have really started to embrace who I am. And not even just that, I feel like I'm starting to figure out who I am and what I'm about and, and really trying to say, hey, you know what, this is me and I'm going to embrace me and that's what I'm going to put out into the world and then I'm going to let that attract the right people to me. And my decision to be, like I said, completely unapologetically myself in all of my marketing, on my website, in my videos, in my this, in my that, has just completely transformed me. I will say that at first it was very scary, specifically when it comes to making videos. So I have a YouTube channel, I barely have any subscribers, so if you're bored, go, go subscribe. Um, but really for me, it was my way of being able to put that on my website, share it on my social media. And I just knew as a marketer that video is kind of really important right now. So I thought, okay, I need to do this. And let me tell you, I did a bunch of video. I recorded a whole bunch of video that I never saw the light of day. And if you're considering video, I would highly recommend just doing video, recording it, and don't even worry about it ever seeing the light of day. Try to watch it. Know that you will hate it. It will be painful to watch. You'll hate your voice. Like, listen to this voice. This is not your average voice. I've always had a very distinct voice, which I hated. I absolutely hated my voice my whole life. If we go back to college, I used to be called man voice. So let me tell you, I had some serious insecurities about my voice. Now I kind of just embrace it. And I'm like, this is a part of who I am. It's very distinct. Most people kind of know it's me when I call because of my voice. And now I'm just kind of like, hey, you know what? It's unique. And this is me. I am unique. And it's cool. So, um, so yeah, I would recommend just doing video and really uh, pushing through and I, here's what I will say happened for me, um, and I've shared this a few times on, a, I think, podcasts I've been on, other people's podcasts, um, but it's very unexpected, and I think it's pretty key, uh, but it's, you know, the more video I did, and, I, and the key here is when you're doing video, really try to talk to the camera like as a human being and be yourself. Like, don't, don't try to be like what you think is supposed to be quirky and cute. Like, just try to be you. Uh, try to make it feel as authentic as possible. Um, so once you do that and you, I mean, hopefully anyway, once you do that and you start to kind of edit your videos, cause I right now edit all my videos myself, you'll start to kind of see yourself through new eyes. And for me, I just started to say, you know what? Sure. Okay, fine. I got a double chin in this picture right now. <laughs> and I'm not in love with how I look in this, in this video right now. But that is me. 
And that is not the purpose of the video, number one. The purpose of the video is to either share my experience with a project, talk about a project, show my knowledge, uh, and sh more importantly, show my personality because people want to do business with people that they like. So once you get past all that, you just kind of start to see yourself for who you are. And I just started to kind of go, hey, you know what? I am all right. And um, so I started to embrace who I was a lot more. Um, another thing, confidence-wise, like I think we've all been taught, especially as women, that it's not okay to brag about yourself. It's not okay to pat yourself on the back or you know self-promote. And if you're going to have your own business, you're going to have to self-promote. And I've, you know, through starting my business, after I've had more confidence, you know, I didn't do this right out the right off the hop. After I started to feel a little more confident and I had some stuff in my portfolio that I was proud of, I gave myself permission to self-promote and I guess, quote unquote, brag about myself um, and, you know, sometimes that means having to say, you know, I was published here or published there, which, you know, in your, to your core, you feel like that feels really braggy, but it's true and it helps build credibility and it's okay because nobody else is going to promote you for you. Unless of course you're hiring someone to do that for you. Um, but most of us are not. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really important that you do that. And I really give myself permission to be able to do that for myself. Um, another big thing with, in the same kind of realm of like building my confidence and I, I'm not going to pretend that my confidence is where it needs to be. It's a lot of work in progress, but I will say I am, I am starting to really find my voice, uh, figure out who I am. And part of the whole process is really trying to figure out who I am, what I'm about, who do I want to be, and who am I actually? Um, and so part of that is learning a, figuring out what my aesthetic is with regards to my design style. Um, and this is a big one and is a bit of a struggle. And I, I, I share this actually in my private Facebook group. This is really weird, I will fully admit that I don't understand the logic, but I was at an Eagles concert two weeks ago. And uh, when I go to things like that, where I'm seeing true artists kind of do their thing and there's this amazing audience of people chanting and screaming and I can't help but think like, oh my God, like I really hope that one day I can, obviously I'm not gonna get, well, I shouldn't even say these things, but I shouldn't say, obviously I'm not gonna get to that type of success, but. Um, because that's just a limiting belief that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But um, I really think about where those people started and how long it took them to find who they were. So, for example, the Eagles, you know, they probably, they sorry, I had a call coming in. Uh, they probably, um, you know, made an album. I know nothing about the Eagles. I, I liked some of their music and I went to their concert. They probably had a bunch of albums that were kind of like, meh, before they got a real uh, following of people. And, you know, I try to think about that when I, because comparison is like the biggest thing that we all do. And it's one of those things that I constantly need to work on and put things into perspective. And one of those things is, hey, this person that you're looking at that's ultra successful that we feel like and just assume have always been that successful started somewhere 
And wherever they started, that could be similar to where you're starting and you could be building something great as well. And for whatever reason, it just kind of inspired me to, I sent myself an email and it said something like, uh, be you, oh shoot, what did it say? Be you, enjoy the process um, and, and don't try to be anybody else because it was one of those things where, I'm, you know, I, we all follow, like as designers, for example, you know, we follow some of our designer crushes that we really admire and are inspired by. And sometimes I do find myself getting a little lost in that. And it's really important to me to make sure that when I am designing, I'm inspired by, but I need to be true to who I am and I need to execute ideas based on who I truly am and what my core aesthetic is. And that's gonna continue to evolve over time and I need to just trust in that. And so that's kind of one of those things that it's a constant uh, work in progress, but I'm really just trying to embrace who I am, find who I am, and all of that is really helping to improve my confidence. All right, number two, uh, being creative again. So my business has obviously allowed me to be creative again. And this obviously means through decorating. Obviously, I'm being creative by decorating people's homes. But it just doesn't stop there. I am basically creating an entire business from beginning to end by my terms. And I mean, if that, I, that in itself has helped my confidence because I haven't just done that, but I have done it successfully and it gets better every month and I, I plan on it getting better and better every year. Um, actually, back to the confidence. Another thing I'm seeing is my improvement of the rooms I'm actually decorating. They get better and I, and I get excited at the idea of where I'll be five years from now, which I shared something, um, I shared a, a, a quote before, and I'm actually going to read that quote right now because it just feels very, um, it just feels like the right, just the right time to share this quote, which might be, if I'm being honest, one of the most important quotes I've ever read for myself. And I hope that it will be impactful to you as well. Um, I used to, so I'm going to go back to confidence, guys. So let's go back to number one, improving my confidence. So when I first started to design rooms, and to this day, when I decorate a room, design a room, whatever you want to call it, I sometimes the final product, while I think it's great and I think it's really good and the client loves it, I'm really good at comparing it to those design greats that I admire and respect. And I'm like, it's not good enough. This is not good enough. Um, and... I'm going to read you the quote now, and it's a quote that I think is so key to every newbie. So I'm going to read it. If you follow me in my Facebook group, then you've probably already heard it, but we could always stand to hear this one again. And it's a long one, so bear with me. Here we go. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is a gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff. It's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase, they quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we wanted to have. 
We all go through this. If you are just starting out or you are still in this phase, you gotta know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It, and just for context for us, design one room. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close the gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's gonna take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just gotta fight your way through. So the person who actually said this quote is Ira Glass, who I believe is a writer, obviously, which is why he's talking about story. Um, When I read this quote, it legit was everything. When I read this, it gave me such hope because the 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 biggest, the most impact, the line that resonated most with me was when it said, and your taste is why your work disappoints you. I can't tell you how many times my work disappoints me. <laughs> and I don't tend to say that out loud because obviously you never want to tell a client that, you know, the final product somewhat disappoints you because they're happy and you know you deliver, it's still great work, but it's still maybe not meeting your expectations of yourself. Anyway, this quote gives me hope because I can't, every now and then I'll think about, oh my God, even though I still struggle with this, I have to read this to myself over and over again. I get excited about where will I be five years from now? Here's a little tip for you. Here's what I've done with a number of my design heroes. Go to their blog or go to their Instagram. Think of one design hero that you love and admire their work. Scroll through their Instagram. This is kind of psychotic. I fully acknowledge it. Scroll through their Instagram to the very, 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 very first picture. If you got time, go. I, I suggest doing it. And hopefully their Instagram started uh, a very long time ago and we'll have work that reflects them very early in their career. And just have a look at what their Instagram, number one, looked like early on. Number two, what their work looked like early on. And number three, what it looks like now. And you're going to notice a huge difference in where they started to where they are now. And there's nothing that fills me up with hope more than that. Another thing I've done um, of a similar concept was basically going onto their blog. I did this with Amber Interiors. Uh, I basically went, I I figured out her uh, blog kind of like how her archives work so I didn't have to go like page by page and I went to her really early blog posts and I looked at her work then versus now and let me tell you it was still cool it was still awesome work but it has progressed and it has improved dramatically so you have to try to remind yourself of that and you have to realize that everyone starts somewhere and that's something that I've definitely realized and it makes me extremely excited for where my business and where my talent will be five years from now. All right, back to number two, being creative again. So yes, of course I'm decorating, so that's very clearly very creative. But it's pretty much everything that I'm doing in my business is creative, right down to creating my spreadsheet for how I track my purchases or my my expenses, all the processes that I'm putting together. And honestly, I'm one of those weirdos that somehow I get excited when I have a process put together. And to me, all of that is creative because you are creating all of these elements in your business by your terms and you're starting them from nothing and there is nothing better than that feeling. There's legit nothing better than that feeling. So that's the second thing it's done for me. Um, The third thing, and this is a big one, it's allowed me to make more money, believe it or not. And I never thought that would be true. Not only has it allowed me to make more money, 
but it allows me to believe that I can make a hell of a lot more money. I can double what I was making in corporate and I have goals to not just double but triple and really be able to allow my partner Dave to no longer work in corporate anymore and come work with me on my business. And I never, I'm telling you, I what my concept of a lot of money versus not a lot of money is now since starting my business is so dramatically different than when it was in corporate it's unreal. I thought what I was making like six figures in corporate was a lot of money. And let's call it what it is. It was a hundred thousand dollars when I left corporate. Uh, in my mind, that was a lot of money in my mind. Now that's not very much. And I really believe that I can make far surpass that number and make way more money than that. And not only that, I get to do it on my terms and I get to do it by executing and creating a business that I love and a, and a business that I'm so proud of. So that's pretty cool. And if you're not thinking that way now, then trust me over time, you'll start to see it. And I think once you start to believe it, you'll start to be able to see the numbers coming in as well. Um, another thing my business has helped me do is really become much more introspective. So a big part of that is really trying to dig into what my limiting beliefs are. And one of them was absolutely the money situation. So it's allowed me to look at my limiting beliefs, understand that those are completely limiting beliefs that we learned very early on in our lives, whether it's through our parents, things like you have to work really hard to make more money. You things like, you know, you can't afford that. I can't afford that. Things like um, money doesn't grow on trees. And granted, money doesn't grow on trees, but it doesn't have to be hard to make money. I'm going to say that while I've come a long way on this front, I still have a lot of work to do. And I'm actually looking to work with a coach, an NLP therapist, neurolinguistic practitioner, I think it's called. And I haven't completely decided when I'm going to move forward. But what they do is they really get to your unconscious thoughts or your, um, so your subconscious thoughts, I don't know, guys, whatever one it is, but to the thoughts that you have that you don't even realize you have. So I can say, for example, as many affirmations, like I will make a lot of money, I'm going to be rich. But if your subconscious doesn't truly believe that, even though you're telling yourself that it's not going to happen. So basically my next step, I really believe that I need to figure out how to kind of get rid of those subconscious thoughts that are holding me back. But like I said, I have I have learned so much about myself in the last two years, last three years probably, because it's all been since I lost my job, November 2015. And I've just learned so much about myself and I continue to want to improve myself and look at why I think certain things, why I do certain things and how I can improve. All right, guys, the next thing, obviously, it's given me freedom. I mean, there's nothing better than to plan and take, you know, two weeks of vacation whenever the heck you want or decide that you're not going to work on, on a Monday and instead you'll just work on a Saturday, even though if I'm being honest, I tend to work every day because I do. I just love what I do. Like I love, I love it. And I think to myself, if I wasn't working tonight on something that's helpful to my business, I'd just be sitting and watching some reality TV, which if I'm being honest, I freaking love as well. I don't know if you're watching Big Brother, but 
is a real good season. Uh, the Bachelorette, on the other hand, not grabbing me. I never really liked The Bachelorette. I don't know about you guys, but The Bachelor, so into it. Bachelorette, mer. So I just listened to podcast recaps about the episodes. But anyway, so yes, I love reality TV and reality TV is great a great escape for me. But realistically, do I need to sit on my couch and watch a couple episodes of reality TV when I could just be, you know, maybe just doing something for my business at night, improving a process or, you know, organizing something. I don't know, anything at all. So yes, I've loved that starting my business has truly given me freedom and freedom of financial freedom, um, freedom of being able to pick and choose the projects I want to work on, being able to pick and choose, you know, what, what work I want to do, what do I want my business to look like, what services do I want to offer. If I hate doing something, I'm not going to do it. I'll delegate it out. Whatever that is, I have the freedom to, to, to build a life that I want on my terms. So that's pretty cool. Okay, the last thing I have is that it has allowed me to truly dream big. Uh, I, I now try not to allow myself to say things like, well, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or, you know, I'm sure I'm not going to make that much money. Now it's kind of like, no, you know what? Maybe I can be the next Jillian Harris. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I can be the next, you know, Emily Henderson or whatever. And I'm going to do it by being 100% myself because I'm starting to become confident enough to be 100% myself. I'm allowing myself to say things out loud that I normally would have been embarrassed to say out loud because I would be scared that people would say, who the hell do you think you are? So for example, I want to host my own TV show. And not only am I dreaming big, I truly legitimately believe that these things are going to happen. And that's the part for me that's kind of the biggest and kind of the craziest of all the things that have happened since starting my business because before I started this business, I never would have believed these things. And saying them out loud, I would always, and I still do this and I have to catch myself, but I would say, you know, I know it's stupid and I shouldn't think this way or whatever, but I, I would love to host my own TV show. Now it's like, you know what? No, I want to host my, t my own TV show and I'm going to. And I've never believed in myself as much as I have in the last three years. So these are the things that make me realize I'm on the right path. And even if my business does continue to evolve and change and not look exactly like it did when I first started, it's all kind of part of the journey and part of figuring out exactly who I am and what, what I kind of what I want to be and what I want this business to be. So there you have it, guys. Those are the six things. I know it's a weird number that starting my business has helped transform in me. And like I, I tell people that starting my business has been probably the most transformative thing that I've ever done in my entire life. And I'm only two years in. And I can only imagine the, the additional uh, positive things that are going to come from this. So I'm very excited. I want you to know that it's not easy. So I'm not going to pretend it's been an easy ride. It's, it's a very up and down battle. I'm also, you know, today I'm on a high. Tomorrow every client hates me in my mind. And that's just kind of a battle that I have as well. So I'm not going to pretend it's all like sunshine and rainbows because it's tough. But it's so freaking worth it. I can't tell you. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe because I want you to help me get to my trifecta goal, which if you are not aware of because you didn't listen to episode one, you should totally go back and listen to episode one. But I will tell you now, my goal with this podcast is to talk to three of my design heroes, Jacqueline Clark of Larkin Linen, Shay McGee of Studio McGee, Amber Lewis of uh, Amber Interiors. And I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say that they're probably not going to want to give me the time of day if my podcast doesn't look like anybody's listening to it. So you should subscribe, number one. Number two, leave me a review. And if you have left me a review, so here's the deal. Somebody left me a review or um, she sent me a screenshot in my messages, but it doesn't seem to be showing up. So I'm just going to read the screenshot she took. So... Mel Brown, who is a fellow homie in my Facebook group, left me a review, but maybe you guys can help us figure out why it's not showing up. She's totally screenshot it. She can't see the other review that's posted there. Does anybody know what's going on? I don't know, but this is what she wrote. This woman rocks, such an inspiration. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. So I don't know if she said more things after that. If you were looking for direction, you've come to the right place. Michelle's positivity is infectious. Thank you so much, Mel Brown. And if anybody understands what is going on and why she can't see the other review somebody posted and why I can't see this review that she just screenshot to show me is there, why I can't see it, I would love any insight you might have. Anyways, guys, if you want to learn more, Uh, about me or follow along my journey, go to businesshomies.com to request access to my Facebook group, which is where I go live every week to just, I don't know, talk about whatever's going on that week. It's sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's me on a high. Sometimes it's me on a low. It's all there. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you this week. Talk to you later. Bye homies. (laughs) 